What's going on, everyone? I'm Jeff St. Pierre, and this is episode 86 of the Adult Education Podcast. This week, I'm talking about food with Camilla Alvis McConaughey. Thanks for hanging out today. I appreciate you taking some time out of your day to listen to the show. Adult education is a fun project for me that I do out of the love of conversation and learning. If you want to support me or the show, the best way to do that is to leave a five-star rating on whatever platform you're listening on. I know most of you listen via Spotify, and those five stars are huge when the podcast algorithms decide which shows they want to push out to new listeners. So please leave that five-star rating if you can. If you are listening on a different platform that also allows a short review, please leave a few words. That also is super helpful. A couple years ago, and, and I can't even explain to you why I did this, but I did. I made it a point to learn how to spell Matthew McConaughey's last name. It's kind of a confusing spelling, right? And I just, I guess I always found myself trying to look it up if I had to make some post online or whatever. So I did, I learned it, and I suppose it's come in handy, but never more than it has for this episode of the podcast, because this week I'm speaking with his wife, Camilla Alves McConaughey. Camilla's been famously married to Matthew since 2012. They've got three beautiful children together, and they seem to just be living this happy and wonderful life. I, I I honestly believe the phrase relationship goals was created because of them. She and her husband have always been active in the community. They've done a ton of work to help people in whatever way possible. And now she's trying to inspire kids and families to eat a more healthy diet. She's written a children's book called Just Try One Bite. The story kind of flips the script on usual stories about trying to get kids to eat. Now, normally you see parents trying to get kids to eat veggies and other less exciting things. But Just Try One Bite has the kids trying to get the parents to to eat it. I, I really enjoyed this. I think it's cute, it's funny, and hopefully will inspire a lot of kids and families to incorporate more vegetables into their diets. Now, before we jump into this conversation, just a quick reminder to leave a five-star rating on the show if you can, and a review if that's an option. And we're on Instagram at Adult Education Podcast. Hello. Hey, how are you? Hey, how are you? How are you doing? I am doing fantastic. How's your day going? You know, a lot of talking about good stuff. So that's good. <laughs> How does it feel to kind of be back on like a press run for something? I know it's wild. It's kind of, it, it's pretty wild, you know, especially like I started doing things in person. It was my first time getting out in New York and doing the shows and stuff. It was, uh, it was interesting. It's, you know, I had a few of the moments of like, okay, wait, you know, <laughs> But uh, but it feels good. It feels good. I mean, everybody's trying to do the safest, you know, like doing all the shows and stuff. Everybody's testing. Everybody's all the precautions are taken. So it makes you feel good to go in and do it. For sure. Well, I'm glad to find out that you are also a mushroom skeptic or were a mushroom skeptic because that's that's me until very recently, too. And I only started eating them because my daughter really likes them. So because she was liking them, I was like, well, I, I got to I can't just keep making separate meals for me and her. So I might as well bite the bullet and try these. So I'm glad that I'm not alone. Yes. You know, like, look, I, I you couldn't pay me enough money to eat. <laughs> to eat mushrooms and my kids don't even like mushrooms. So at least you have a reason in your household. And, you know, like uh, Kristen Kish, uh, the chef, I don't know if you're familiar with her now, but she, I ate one of her dishes and it was so good. And I was like, what is it? What is this Kristen? Like what, what, what she got going in? She was like, oh, it's all mushrooms. It was like a mushroom bolognese sauce. And I'm like, you kidding me? Just mushrooms. I'm like, I don't like mushrooms. She's like, well, are you you just did your bones clean. And I was like, you know, and it was kind of like that light bulb moment to even at an older age of that reminder of like, Oh, 
it's not that I don't like mushrooms. I just haven't had mushrooms in a way, cooked in a way that I liked, right? Um, I haven't found it with salmon yet. I'm still with the salmon. I'm like, oh, I still can't find one that I like. But I have it with mushrooms. So I kind of used that, you know, that like trick with my daughter too. Because she was like, no, I can't stand spinach. I don't like spinach. And then um, I cooked different for her and she ate all of it. And I was like, so see, it's not that you don't like spinach. You just haven't had it prepared for you how you liked it before. Now you do. It is kind of funny how some of those things that we have when we're kids, we kind of carry over. Like my wife and I talk about Brussels sprouts all the time because when we were kids, and I think you and I are about the same age, the only way people prepare Brussels sprouts was like steamed and that just didn't smell good. It didn't taste. So, you know, growing up, I was like, get those away from me. I want not, but you lather them in some vinaigrette and put some bacon bits on them. And I feel much better about it now. It's like, great. You know, you have Asian style. We're like, oh my gosh, this is so good. Can I have another bowl of it? It's so true. Is that where some of the idea for this book came from? Because the book, Just Try One Bite, kind of flips the roles of kids, usually the being the ones not wanting to eat things. And now you have parents there instead. And I know there's some comedy to that. But at the same time, like I, I imagine there are things my daughter will like that I'd be like, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I'm going to stay away from that. <laughs> it's so true. I mean, look, you had your own experience with the mushrooms yourself, right? Look, I think that Look, I'm not here to tell, you know, the, 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 the mission behind the book, the story behind the book was really that, you know, the idea of I'm not here to tell parents how to feed their kids. I'm not here to tell them, follow this way, follow that way, do this, do that. But I am here to give parents a reminder that the conversation about food, what is good, what's not, and why? How does it work with my body? What does it come from? You know, that relationship with food, I think it's extremely important. And I'm a true believer that if you start that conversation early on with your kids, most likely you're going to be setting them up for a lifelong of good habits. And if you do that, I mean, they always will have a foundation to come back to, even if they turning to teenagers and they go off the rails, you know, they have that foundation that they can just turn on to come back to, you know, we're going to have a relationship with food for the rest of our lives. So it should be joyful. It should be balanced. It should be fun. You know what I mean? So one way or another, they're going to learn. Like, you know, I always give it, you know, I've been giving an example, a lot of, you know, for me, like, I grew up with the family of farmers. Like my dad is still a farming to today. So like the relationship, the understanding of seat to table was very clear to me as a kid where it comes from and all of that. But we never talked about sugar, like ever. And I had so much sugar growing up. So it was the whole thing. It was not even a conversation. But what is the one thing that I struggle with into today is sugar. I still struggle with, you know, and I look at my husband, which, you know, he had the conversation in his household and his mom did have limitations and taught them about that. And right now, I mean, he will eat it. He will have desserts and sweets, but like very little. And he's like, I'm satisfied. I'm good. You know? And so I think, again, it's just a really important conversation and it should be fun. That's why the book is reverse roles. It's funny. It's a bit of a wrap, you know, the, kids are really getting after their parents. Um, so you can start the conversation in a fun way. I also like in the book, I, I feel like it was drawn 
to be very similar to your family. I see a lot of resemblance to what your family looks like, except I never thought that I related or or could uh, could relate to Matthew before until I saw this. I'm like, Matthew now has a bit of a dad bod, and I feel like I relate to him a little bit more in this book than I ever have before. But you know what? It's so funny is that, you know, the whole idea was to have a multicultural family because that's that's who we are, Adam, you know, as well. So it's like, it was never a conversation with Mike to portray our family. And Matthew and I didn't even, we still don't think that it looks like us, that portray us, but people do. So I have to have that conversation with Michael still. Like the first time I heard of it, like we saw it with the book, they were like, oh my gosh, this is great, we love it. And then I got a phone call from a friend that I had shared, I shared with like a few friends. And you know, in one of, she called me, she was, oh, you know, they could have done a better job of like the caricatures of your kids. And I'm like, what are you talking about? And she was like, oh, and I'm like, no, like it's not supposed to be my kids. I mean, and then I was like, I didn't make anything out of it. And then um, somebody that works in the team brought it up, something about it too. And I was about like, oh, I love how, you know, portrays your family. And I'm like, I was like, babe, like, I'm not saying it. He goes, me neither. I'm like, okay. I mean, it's, it's done. I don't think I want to go back and change anything, but it's, you know, but it does portray like, you know, a multicultural family, which that was, that was important to us. What I also like about the book too, and it's a very subtle thing. I'm not even sure if it was intended, but it also kind of leads into the idea of critical thinking for kids. Like it kind of helps them think their way through trying different foods and think their way through how they relate to food. And I just feel like that doesn't often get portrayed in children's books. And I liked the way that you worked that in. Yeah. As well, you know, Again, the whole idea of giving the kids the power already, you know, it gives that thought the ownership, right? And I'm actually, I was just reading some some reviews that people are leaving uh, on Amazon. So guys, if you get the book, please go over there and write, like leave a review, let me know what you think. But I just was reading one of them that was saying that, you know, the, the her child is now asking to read the book at dinner time and then it's getting her like it's having fun like telling her you know now you have to try your bite like it's getting you know like it's getting her and she's saying that her, her kid is now trying different vegetables because of it um so it's it's again you're giving them that power and the ability of going hold on a second how do I put that together right how do I do you know put this two plus two equals four, how about a second, I can use this for that. You know what I mean? Like, is exactly what you're saying. Like allowing them to think for themselves and, and, and they'll, they'll, sometimes it take a long time, but it will come around when they start making the good choice, the better for you choices themselves. I, I find my daughter is almost 16 months old and I find that with her, I look at her as an inspiration for me to eat better too, because I want to make sure that she's getting the right things and she's eating healthy things. I just need her to have more teeth because right now we're at like three and a half teeth and there's only so many things I can give her with that many. <laughs> oh my gosh. I love it. I absolutely love it. Absolutely love it. That's great. I mean, look, you sound like you have creative venture, adventure eaters in your household. Oh my gosh. Her favorite meal that we make is broccoli, black beans, and corn. That's like her favorite thing. If I put that in front of her, it's gone. Everything else is like chicken nuggets on the floor, whatever, but broccoli and black beans, forget it. It's it's in her mouth. It's gone. Hey, that's amazing. That's amazing. She definitely didn't get that so from me growing up. That's for sure. <laughs> but you know, but it's interesting. I mean, like you say, it seems like you started early with them and introducing, you know, real 
foods, right? And I think that, look, this is scientifically proven that, if, you know, you can train your palate to like certain things or not like certain things, right? Obviously, you are going to have certain foods that you're like, no, it doesn't agree with me. It doesn't do well for me. You know, I don't like it. That's different. But your preferences, you can kind of, you know, you can retrain your palate. It's the same thing with kids. So if you are feeding your kids from very early on, high sugar, high corn syrup food, over-processed foods, then they're going to have a really, their taste buds are always going to be wanting those things. So when they do have real food, it's just not going to taste good. You know, it's just going to be like, no, this doesn't taste good. And, and it works the other way around too, because even for, I mean, I've done it with my kids to where you kind of retrain it. And then when they have something super sweet or artificial, they go, oh, that doesn't taste good. You know, even for myself, because again, I, you know, had to work really hard on this sugar situation. And now if I have something super sweet, I'm like, oh, that's, it's too sweet. Like I can only have just a little bit, you know? So it's an important thing to, to, to know that it's doable. And I think it's very important too, that people listening to this understand that this book is not about being perfect. It's not about, you know, only veggies. Like we do talk in the book, have your ice cream, have your donut holes, your dessert. It's okay. Just not every day, just more now and then, you know? Well, Camilla, I love the book. It's called Just Try One Bite. Got it right here. Looking forward to reading this with my daughter as well, when she can understand what I'm actually reading her. Uh, So thank you so much for putting this together. And thank you so much for your time. Thank you so much for having me. Beijos. Big thank you to Camilla Alves McConaughey for her time. She was on a rapid fire promo tour and she was a couple minutes late for our conversation. So I do wish I had had more time with her, but maybe another time we'll get a chance to catch up. And thank you to all of you for listening today. I appreciate your time and company. Until next time, be well.